0: If you would turn in your Bibles to Psalm 119, Psalm 119, in many ways it's about in the middle. <clears throat> Let's begin reading in verse 1. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do nothing wrong. They walk in his ways. They, you have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were set fast in obeying your decrees. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me... Stray from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees and I will not neglect your word. Do good to your servant and I will live. I will obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see the wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. You rebuke the arrogant who are cursed and stray from your commands. Remove from me scorn and contempt, for I keep your statutes. The rulers sit together and slander me. Your servant will meditate on your decrees. Your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. Lord God in this time speak for your servants are listening Holy Spirit pull out the sword and do your work in us in your name Jesus Amen for the Last couple weeks, we've been talking about how to live out our faith that we have had to be doing in a different kind of way, so to speak. It shouldn't have changed the intensity or the integrity of how we're living that faith. It shouldn't be where we're just trying to survive in this time. We should be thriving because it's not about all of those different things in a number of ways. Many of you, at least at the beginning of all this COVID time, were saying that, that you were drawing closer to God, that you were spending more time with Him. And I hope that that's true still today. Last Sunday, we we, we looked at the worship and how we need to get our worship in line while we're doing this faith online. And as we think about a service, so to speak, a worship service, as a morning service, there are really two basic parts to it. It's not the only elements involved in what happens when we gather together. We'll look at a couple of those next week. But But the two basic elements of a service is one is worship, the other is word. Those are the two. And, and and while we get our worship in line, we need to recognize that we also need to get the, in line with the word of God. And to recognize how important that is in our life. In Psalm 119, there are so many different places that it talks about, in a sense, getting in line with the word of God. I'm just going to... Have us quickly look at a number of these. I'm not going to go through all 176 verses about it, but just uh, follow along with what we just read here. Look at verse 1. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord, who walk in the Word, walk in line with it. Verse 3, they do nothing wrong. They walk in His ways, in line with God. Verse 9. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word, in line with your word. I seek you, verse 10, with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. Keep me in line. Don't let me stray. Look down to verse 21. You rebuke the arrogant who are cursed and who stray from your commands. Another way of saying that, or verse 32, I run in the path of your commands. For you have set my heart free. I'm running that path. I'm staying in line. And verse 33, following that, teach me, O Lord, to follow your decrees, and I will keep them to the end, and so many other places. So how do we keep from getting out of line? How do we keep ourselves in line during this time where a lot of things we're doing is online? We're going to look at three steps this morning of how to do that. Basically, it comes down to stop, look, and listen. Stop. Look and listen. We're going to begin with step one. We need to stop what we are so busy doing. We cannot get in line with God's word if we just keep walking in the same line that we've been going. We need to get out of that passing lane. We need to pull over. We need to stop in front of God's word. We cannot just think we can just keep on going and we're fine and we're really not off that much without stopping and checking the map, so to speak. each day looking for a course correction i know there was someone say well i know what the word but i just don't really have time to stop and spend time in the word of god but this is what god expects of us And as we seek Him first, He will provide for all our needs, time for us to do whatever we want. In fact, God has given us all the time in the world that we need to do what He has asked us to do. I know that's hard to believe sometimes with the way we feel, and I'm there. But He's given us all the time that we need to do, including all the time we need to cultivate and grow our relationship with Him. He provides for our basic needs. And being in the word of God is one of those basic needs. Even Jesus spoke about in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, you see it here. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. This is a basic need. This is what we need to be in line with. we can't just say we don't have time. Because even though some of us say I don't have time to eat, I'm going to guess in the last week you did have Something. But for some, today, right now, is the only time, so to speak, that you're eating of the Word of God. At least of anything significant. I hope that the only time that we are doing this is not here. I mean, I would hope that, but I know that's not always true. And, and it's just like with worship. We talked about it last week. If this is it... If this is all we're getting with the word, and we only show up about half of the time, then over the year again, we get at most 24 hours of actual Bible in his word a year. Twenty one day out of a whole year. Ultimately hearing from God. It's not about something that we got to do. We're not talking about that. Hearing from God is what we say we should want in a committed, loving relationship with Him. The God we worship is not some distant deity up there who wound things up in the earth and then just went away in his own way. No, He is a personal Heavenly Father who wants to be in a close relationship with us. Not only that we can talk to Him, but He wants to talk with us. This is about stopping... The first part is stopping to hear God speak. Since the primary way that he does that and he has already done that is through his word. We need to stop before his word. If we do not intentionally actively stop and turn to God's word, we will end up out of line. And here's the thing. There are those who say they have a, a personal real relationship with God. That decided to be a part of his forever forever family. If so, understand that our Father God does not let us continue to walk out of line without saying something to us, without trying to get our attention. how He would want us to just stop and and recognize we need to change the road we're on and the direction. But God will try to break through our busyness and it doesn't always work for us. Often He starts with that still small voice to whisper. But our engine's going so fast we can't hear the whisper. And then it's the, you know, tapping you. He's trying to get through, and then it's the pushing you, giving us a little push, until finally we get to the point of like Hebrews 12, where it talks about God's discipline, the two by four across our forehead. And still we don't stop. We don't listen. We don't get into his word to hear what he's trying to, to, to speak to us about. We need to stop with all our excuses about not getting into the word. That's what needs to stop. Because it should not be hard. It really shouldn't be hard to do this if we are truly hungering and thirsting for the word of God to just stop and pull over for a drink do we have an attitude that wants to hear from God Psalm 119 again verse 20 my soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times can you say anything even close to that That my soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. That's step one, but let's move on. Step two, we need to look intently into the word of God. There's so many places that it speaks here in Psalm 119. Look at verse 6. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider, when I look at all your commands. Not just look at, but really look into all your commands in verse 6 or in verse 18 open my eyes that i may see the wonderful things in your law when you come to the point where we are going to want to look intently at that today especially in our society here we have all kinds of opportunities to look at the word of god somebody's teaching or preaching here or there you got tv you got youtube you got dvds you got books you can listen to preachers on on cd on radio on podcasts on on right now media we have that for our Uh, church family for those who are in our church family uh it is a a place where you can go It's so many different teachings that are there for that apply and can fit to everyone that's in your household it's there it's available let us know if you want to get more and be a part of that as we think about this to some people as we're thinking about living this faith online right now some would say worship online versus worship in person to them we talked about last week and you can look at it it seems like that's a big gap but for many the looking at the word online versus the word in person it seems less of a gap less of a a difference and why is that there's a number of reasons but i think one of the reasons it seems like that is for some worship we recognize is hard to do as a spectator just sitting there at home. We've kind of got that. But for some reason, we don't get that the Word is also something not to be done as a spectator, where you just sit there. Just as much as we should be a participator in worship, we should be a participator in the Word of God speaking to us opening up we're letting and so much more surrendering to that instead of just sitting back and saying here we go again we got a message you got the word i dare you to move me i just dare you and of course you know you got to have the official church folding hands and scowl on your face when you're saying that and you know that's not easy to do because we're sitting there with our prejudices and our preferences for how we want to hear the word of god just like we have those preferences and prejudices of what real worship is and the way we want to worship and what we have we know we've got all that we talked about that well guess what we got the same things going on with the word we just don't think so because we think in our little culture this is the way the word is to be i want to have my steak and my potato it better be baked and they better not touch none of which in our preferences or our prejudices have anything to do with being in line with the Word of God. Say, I say, I've been hardened to the Holy Spirit about all this. I, I, I know that it's just, you know, and, and you hear this from, uh, and we haven't heard that from anybody here, so I just want you to know what I'm about to say. This is not something. But, you know, if I'm preaching at camp or something, people come up and... And somebody would say, oh, yeah, my, I, you know, I, I just don't like the way uh, my pastor preaches or teaches. Uh, or maybe it's not that they really, and talking with him, it's not that they really don't like the way he preaches. They just don't like him. And so they come with the attitude before the word of God with their cup turned over. And there is no way, no matter how much he pours from the actual Word of God, that anything will take place because the cup is turned over. There are different ways in this step two to look at the Word of God. Psalm 119 again, let's go back in and, and, and jump into that. Verse 11. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. About memorizing. Verse 12, praise to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. Verse 26, I, rec- I recounted my ways and you answered me. Teach me your decrees. And, and I've got a whole bunch as you look through 27, 29, all of those things. It's, it's about God presenting his, his word to us, his teaching, and, and understanding that the. Often throughout Psalm 119, is talking about the word and the actual words. I want to try not for this to be confusion, but the actual words in the original that are used for words, statutes, all these kind of things are varied. It's just it's not the same word. It's not the same for each one. It just, it's about him working in us and for us looking at all of his word, not just one particular thing or this, that, but all of the word of god do we really take time to look at the word of god to more correctly to just sit down to listen to all that god wants to say to us you know we say that i remember the day jesus knocked on my door so to speak and and invited him in to come and live with me and and i with him and we're in the same house so to speak But why does it seem like we have so little contact with Him? I we say we've invited Him in our house, but why is why is it that at best we just some days we just stick our head inside the door and say, "Hey Jesus, how you doing? How you doing? Good, good. Do you need anything? Okay, see you later." That's about the extent of our interaction. Looking at the Word of God should not be something that we just check off our list as a religious thing that good Christians do every day, kind of like taking our spiritual vitamin. It's like a pill that we have to swallow. I know that's what we've got to do, and I've got to swallow this pill, and I know I'll be better for it. That's not what looking at the Word of God is about. It's not about doing devotions. It's about being devoted to God in this with a passion and a love that looks at His Word and not letting it become a dry, even dead duty. While you may be listening to all kinds of teachers and preachers and and all kinds of teachings and all these kind of things, that, that there's a problem if in all of that we never really open up our Bible and look directly to the Word of God itself. I try to encourage you on Sunday mornings and try to encourage you here that there are times, like Psalm 119, we're here, we're, we're going back into this. Are we? Are we just listening to someone or are we trying to listen to God? Or are we looking right at His Word directly? We can c- become complacent and just let someone else do it for us. And in doing, we will get out of line in the midst of a lot of Bible teaching, quote, in fact, sometimes I struggle with whether to put the verses up on the screen or not that I have. I know in some ways I'm trying to say, listen, this is not just my opinion. Here's what God says. And I want you to know that. And and and, and you could just look it up yourself. But I know sometimes I'm moving pretty quick. And so how are we going to do that and, and what goes on? But the question is... Uh, do we just make it easy that we never have to open the word ourselves, that we never have to actually get in and look at it and engage, hearing it, looking at it, grabbing a hold of it with our hands and getting it into our heart, that we can live in line with what it says. Last week we talked about how those who would say worship is boring. All right, For some people, the worship just is just boring. They're not into it. I know some of you you just find that hard to believe, but they're not you. And for all that matters, some of you are not you, because what makes worship exciting for you is actually less to do with God and more with your own inclinations. But you know, people say that about the Word too. I listen to the Word. It's boring. I don't want to have to listen. You know, maybe in your homes, even right now. Right now, you're like, is this boring? As if somehow that's become a spiritual gauge to measure things in our life about whether they're good or not, whether it's boring. We are way missing it in our consumeristic culture that we have bought into worldly thinking in this. There is nowhere in the Bible about that. In fact, the only condemnation there would be is that somehow we would be bored before the word of the all-sovereign King of kings and Lord of lords. Unfortunately, many are, are not willing to admit that what's happened is that we have been conditioned to be entertained. And we accept that. Well, that's just the way we are. Is that in line with the word of God? Not is that the way we are, is it in line with the word of God? And then we got to be moved somehow by a person that's speaking rather than being moved by the person who wrote the words himself through the Holy Spirit working in our life. We're looking today at Psalm 119, 119, longest chapter in the Bible. You know, ultimately, what we're talking about with the Word being born is not just about somebody speaking or preaching. It is really it comes down to the Word. And I just wonder, and I want you to think about it, and there's no way to answer because I didn't do it. But what if, as we ca- I got up to do the Scripture reading, I just read it all? 176 verses stood up here and read. How many, when I was done, if you were still on... And didn't go to the kitchen for something. How many would say after it's done with verse 176 would be thinking, Pastor, read the next one, read the next one. I want to hear it. I can't wait. So what is it that's boring? Really, is it about all the other things, or is it really that for us, we do not get excited about the Word of God? It is not interesting, it does not keep our attention, not like it should we're not saying like it says here that we just love the word. I mean I, there's a, a an account of a revival that takes place in Nehemiah eight, and Ezra they find the word Ezra reads the word from very early in the morning to well into the afternoon. And they're all standing while he's reading, not just Psalm 119, so to speak. And reading it and, and and occasionally mentioning something or talking about it, but just going through that. And in that time when they did this, revival broke out. But for us, we only need a certain amount of time here. I only got a certain amount of time. I only want, I can only pay attention, I can only... The word of God should not just be our duty, it should be our delight. Psalm 119, look at verse 16. I delight in your decrees, I will not neglect your word. Go over to verse 47. For I delight in your commands because I love them. I lift up my hands to your commands which I love. I meditate on your decrees. Uh, Go to uh, verse 70. Their hearts are callous and unfeeling, but I delight in your law. So many other places. Like I say, I'm not going to go all the way through just where there's a delight. The word of God is a light. If we're going to get in line, we need to look and and understand the attitude of our hearts should be in all of this. You know, it's just like when two people... uh, You know it's probably now it's it's getting kind of summertime and you know you have those two people that are just in love for the first time and they're just really in love and they just spend a lot of time together and but you know what they this is this this person is so different than all the other people that i've dated before oh Oh, we we sit for hours and talk to one another. We just go I mean it goes on and on and I'm I'm just like I, I'm not bored. I'm just listening to what he is. He listens to what I say or she you know, that whole whoever you are and you're thinking through this. Oh it's just it's amazing the connection, amazing how we can just spend that time talking. We're just so in love. Now, I could say some things about that, but I won't. But the reality is, have we forsaken our first love? Shouldn't there at least be a little bit of that? Between us and God? And maybe you had it a long time ago, but now you and God are an old married couple. I can say that because I'm an old married couple. You know? What's going on? Have we trained ourselves to just be satisfied with the daily crumb from God? Not the daily bread. Not a loaf. Just a crumb. Just to give us a few verses. We'll just read a few verses in a day. We won't meditate on them. We won't chew on them. We won't really look at them. We won't really study and look at His Word. It's just and it comes down to it is it really that the word of god is dry or that our heart is dry perhaps some would say we just i just have problem focusing that's my problem and and my mind wanders well there's again i can guarantee that couple that's sitting together and just talking with Pharaoh their mind is not wandering not to mention the fact that there are things that we can do—I mean, sometimes it happens because we've trained ourselves for little bites with God's word. Sometimes it happens because we didn't get enough sleep. I know that. Sometimes I, I've said, and I, it's going to be on recording now, but I know there's times that I have fallen on sleep on fallen asleep on some of the best preachers in the world. And it's not on them, it's on me. But there's other things that we can do to try to focus. Uh, maybe for some, it's, it's about taking notes or writing down what is God speaking to you about and kind of going with that and, and going even... Because I know that he speaks beyond things I say and that he's trying to get through. I mean, just as a practical note, I think through... Uh, with a couple of pastor's kids, uh, I, I mean, we had four, but there was a couple of our pastor's kids... Who, in listening to their dad, who is the pastor, in a early on, it was a smaller church, so it was more noticeable. And during the sermon, they're just drawing. I mean, not just drawing. It is like Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, it is like a whole, just on and on, so involved, so enthralled. And we were like, "And you're not. You need to pay attention. You're not paying attention to the to not just what." the pastor's speaking so to speak but what god might be you know and but before making the final dad decision you know the final dad directive dropping it down upon them i ask we ask them so all right what did i say today in the message you're drawing, it seemed like you weren't paying any attention, and everything went on, what did I say? And you know what? They, guess what? I'm sure you can guess what happened. They were able to say every point, more than probably any person in that whole church service. And even to say, now what did God speak to you about? They were able to answer that question. It worked for them to do that. It wouldn't have worked for other two kids. That would have been distracting for them. But for the two of our kids, it worked. And and it even worked to the point where at times, and maybe even for some of you, to say, all right, draw what is related to what you're hearing God say. What you're hearing not only the pastor speak, but what God's saying to you. Start drawing. And then afterwards, after it's all over, you sit and have a conversation about the drawing. And what is it? In fact, when our kids would go off to uh, retreats and things like that as teenagers even, they would come back and we would not ask the question, so what did you learn? Because that's the wrong question to ask. They didn't go off to school. They went off to hear God and for Him to move in their life. And so often we just relegated to what did you learn, but more of what did you hear from God and how He wants you to live. To live. And they knew they were going to get that question. So we need to be asking ourselves, we're looking in the word of God. Listening for what he says. Are we missing out on growth that is involved in a personal relationship that should be happening between two parties for a, a number of different reasons? You know, here's, here's another reason I think that we miss out. And that is that we fill our life with ABC Bible food. And some of you are thinking, it's the basic Bible food. Well, yeah, but it's also already been chewed. ABC. It's already been chewed. Too many are hearing God only secondhand from somebody else. And don't misunderstand. It is good. It is good for biblical reasons to get involved in Bible studies, to listen to messages and all of those. But we need to get to the point where we are feeding ourselves, not constantly being spoon fed. There are those who who would say, well, I graduated from that. I'm, another, I'm, I'm into the, the more mature food pastor. You mean kind of like this passage in Hebrews 6. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death or in faith of God, instructing about cleansing, rites, laying on hands, resurrection, dead, eternal judgment. And it goes on from there. You know, we got to move on to to, to the meats Even though it doesn't say that, nor does it really in any place the way we use it in our churchianity talk about that. But we need to move on to meet. The problem is we're at Hebrews 6, What we've missed Hebrews chapter 5. We skipped over it. You see, in Hebrews chapter 5, we have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you are no longer trying to understand you're not really trying to understand. You're just kind of taking it in. This is what this, So this is. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's Word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food, if you're going to talk about me, solid food is for the mature. I say, yeah, that's, that's me. I, I, the solid food, that's what I need to get. Because I'm mature. What does it say right here that mature do? The mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. The mature are those who are teaching not just others but themselves. The mature are those who are feeding themselves. And all too often all we've done is move from the babe and being spoon fed to I don't know what you'd call the other thing where we're just being fork fed. Fork fed by somebody else who cooks the meat, who cuts it up into bite-side pieces, and actually pre-chews it just a little bit so that you can get a little bit more that you know what about it. And we eat it instead of us getting in the Word of God ourselves. Not just reading but studying. This is who He's calling us to be here. This is what this is about. This is getting in line. You know, there's people who have have done so many studies on this or that. There's just a wealth of information. There are a wealth of information of all the studies they've done. But they've never allowed the word of God to sink deeply into them. In a way, they've got all kinds of information, but no Transformation. In many ways, they've just got a bunch of information that's come from somebody else and not that they've experienced themselves, but God speaking right from His Word. And we become satisfied with filling our mouths with more and more knowledge, partially chewing something, never really digesting it, so to speak, never getting the benefit of what it's supposed to bring like it says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 28, We re- pre- proclaim him, admonishing every man, teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we may present every man complete in Christ. We're to be moving to that place where we are complete in Christ, to look at his word, not for entertainment, to look into his word, not for education, not for new information, but for new transformation in our lives. Not just for something that we like to hear or that we want to hear. We need not only to stop, to look, and we're going to go past a, another verse here. But we need to listen in a way that changes us. For those who have been indoctrinated into a churchianity that has made Christianity about something you're just taught about Bible knowledge and gaining more We're missing it. We're missing, and we wonder why people are not in line with the Word of God. They've got it up here, but it never made it to here. And never really doing anything about it. And that's what the Word of God is about. That one of the most famous verses about the Word of God all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is why we're in the Word of God, not just to get some new information or to something, I've never heard that before, wow, that's great, I just want to learn more and more and more. This is the purpose to reprove, to correct, to train us in righteousness, to equip us for every good work. We need to listen in a way that that actually changes us. You know, I, I think, especially in the West, that we, most of us who have been in church for any length of time, have already received so much, but just in our churches and other things that we're hearing, we have seen so much that if we just stop teaching right now, We would have enough to keep us occupied in trying to actually obey that we've already heard for decades. But instead we just spit that out and we just move on to, I want to try and choose something new. To actually be a disciple. That it talks about obeying. And throughout, I just want to encourage you, as I think through the time right now, throughout Psalms 19, 119 here, again and again, it's about obeying, it's about obeying. In fact, look at James chapter 1, verse 22, as we get ready to start to wrap this up this morning. James chapter 1, here's what it becomes about, about listening in a way that changes us. James chapter 1 verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. That's what it means to be in line with the word of God, not just a hearer only, but a doer. listen even as we looked the last couple weeks of psalm 95 it says today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts are you hearing are you really listening to god's voice are you expecting beyond any doubt that god himself wants to speak to you today that god wants to speak to you a little later as you open up the word of god and you open that up and you look at it god wants to speak to you he wants to encounter you in his word are we truly listening to hear that and get in line with what he says. Are we ready as we study that to recognize it's our actions and our attitudes and so much more to recognize what we are opening up, what we are looking at, what we are talking about, this word of God. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. I want you to think about that. Worship team, go ahead and, and come at this time. As they're coming, uh, as that, let's just leave that verse on the screen for, for just a, a couple moments here. As you look at that, God's word is alive and active, penetrates, judging thoughts and attitudes. Many of us know this verse, but do you know the reality of it in your life? Not just is it true because it's in the Word of God, but is it true in your life? Or are we ducking the sword of the Spirit so many times when we see it coming? Have we become numb, relegated the Word to a religious duty? Just check it off. Or are we experiencing the Holy Spirit using the sword into our soul, trying to break through And change us to be more like Christ. Let's let him swing away. And to speak. And to have his way in us. Father move. As only you can do. Jesus we surrender to you. Holy Spirit. Fall. Speak. Convict. Challenge. Change. In your name.